All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen. What? <laughs> this is one of those weeks. I feel like every week the Premier League either makes me excited to pod or sad. way too sad to be allowed to pod. Does it happen to coincide with the fact that it's Groundhog Day for Liverpool Football Club again? Is it too early to bring that uh, up? We'll, we'll get to that. I have, I have... That has to be bringing you down a little bit. It has to kind of put a rain cloud on your head. It makes you want an umbrella. It, it definitely... I get it because I've been there, and Arsenal, I think, at least lost four in a row, maybe more earlier this season. And it is like this kind of a weight around your shoulders. It just continually yeah. brings you down. And everything seems dark. It is interesting because I am the quintessential case for that uh, existential question, which is, would you rather your club be first place and you have your worst FPL season ever? That was last mm. year in real mm. life. Or would you rather be first place and be having your best FPL season ever and have your club be struggling? which is this season in real life. It's yeah. actually very interesting, and <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel like, well, I don't know. There was times last year where you are like, what's the point of this? I'm, and I'm I feel about like to right quit. now you're, you're kind of like, I'm about to quit. what's the point of this? The difference last year is I was going to quit FPL. This year I want to quit <laughs> real football. Can I do that? I'll talk about why I want to do that in this pod. Three letters, and I don't even need to tell you what those three letters are, is everything about the answer to that. We're going to discuss Game Week 26 coming up. We're sitting here on Monday night. Game Week 25 has just one extra match left in it. Leeds Southampton, the double game week you've been waiting for in Game Week 25. (laughs) And then we'll have a massive week-long Game Week 26. Come on, you fighting Bamfords. So we're going to – well, yeah, you and I captained him. Thanks a lot for giving me, again, like – just a little bit of heads up on your I gave you a lot of heads up on this one. Yeah, I chose to ignore it right. and pretend like I didn't read it because uh, <laughs> I wanted to captain Bamford, too. <laughs> a lot of people, most captained this game. I was going to say, like 80. He like 80, is. Like and 80, everyone was like, kind of counting on this second game. So We'll see what happens. Like, yeah, 80%. We'll see. Is, it's yeah. a massive percentage. Of people. But we'll prepare you for game week 26 and all the double game weeks that are coming up. Um and then we're also going to discuss some key storylines about players who are playing well in pairs. We'll discuss Son and Kane not playing so well as a pair. But Barnes and <laughs> Madison are. Bruno and Rashford are. KDB and Ilkai, what do you do with that combination? And we've got so, so much more. But, of course, we're going to have to start with the Jack Grealish 
injury controversy. We will go there first. Brian, get us into it. Let's talk about your favorite player, Jack Grealish, and everything that's gone on so far in Game Week 25. <laughs> Perfect. It would be Jack Grealish who would create this kind of controversy. I love this. This is so good on so many levels, Scott. This brings to the forefront what what the FA doesn't want to admit. Okay? The NFL did not want to admit that fantasy was a big deal. And then all of a sudden, someone got a hold of the, the NFL, the National Football League here in America. You might have heard of them. And someone got, a, someone got into their ear. Someone got into the ear of ESPN, which is the biggest sports broadcaster here in, in, uh, in, in America. And next thing you know, like fantasy sports was like a 30-minute Sunday. Sunday's the big game day for the NFL. A 30-minute Sunday show. And then it grew the next year to an hour. The year after that, it grew to a two-hour special before kickoff. And they embraced fantasy football. Fantasy football brings more people to football than actually football itself. Mm -hmm. And what people are going to start to realize, if the FA unclogs their ears, Scott, and this will be multiple things that we'll talk about, the FA Mm -hmm. unclogging their ears. Because I have another opinion about that, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Absolutely. I don't think they want to admit. They're like, oh, this is our game. This is this is our game. Like, everyone should come to our game because it's ours. It's English, you, not because of fantasy. Do you remember that Netflix series, The English Game? Yes. The English Game? Perfect Game? What was it called again? It was the one about <sighs> soccer. You know what it's I'm fantastic. talking about. It was uh, what's where I, I learned about. I think it is about. The English Game. The FA is Eaton College right now. Yes. They are Eaton College and the you know white, crusty, upper class that yes. runs the game in that series. That is Ab- what the FA is Absolutely. Right now. Anyway, my, my point, I was finally getting yes. long-winded trying to get to my point, was they must embrace fantasy premierly. Yeah, well, that's a problem because they're going away from it. Well, they're going to have to because, because here's the deal. Jack Grealish brought something which is amazing to the forefront. And it wasn't even Jack himself. So so I'm sure you've seen the story. Here's the quick uh, summary before we get too far into our debate. Jack Grealish gets hurt in training, Villa training, late in the week. And nobody knows about it except three Villa players and two staff members all transfer Jack Grealish out of their FPL lineup for the game week. Good job, Matt Target. And now all of a sudden people who are aware of this realize something's going on with Jack Grealish. Sure. And so news gets out because Villa and Leicester did not play until Sunday. Yeah. Game week had locked on Friday. Yeah. So now Dean Smith is pissed because Leicester have the better part of two days to, to know that Jack Grealish is hurt. Yeah. And, and they traced it back to FPL and these lineup changes that some of the Villa players and staff made, which is amazing. It's absolutely amazing that that's what it came down to. Now, what has Aston Villa done? They've banned their employees, players included, from playing FPL. This is insanity. This is this is a knee-jerk reaction to insanity. This is, oh, you took a sip of alcohol? Prohibition! It's over with. Well, I get it on one hand. We've talked about this in the past. Managers have the ability, and therefore, they're well within their right to take advantage of the rules or lack thereof in this area. There is no injury protocol. 
it is well within their rights to hide injuries from opponents. Which is insane. If there was an injury protocol, this would never happen. Look, no. other players, everyone everyone in the Premier League plays fa- fantasy Premier League. Not everyone, but I bet most. Patrick Bamford, recently vocal, yes. apologized right. a, a, to his owners yes. because he did not score. Right. A ton of guys do. Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone does. How many, how many times do you have to see a Premier League a, a video or a podcast or something where they're in, you know someone is being interviewed about who plays FPL on your team and it's like some of the lads do yeah i wink, do wink, who's wink. winning your league oh i'm not doing too bad this year like every there's i feel like that happens so much i mean it's it's known it's not it seems like it would be fun 3 years ago we talked on this podcast at the start of the season about Patrick Van Onholt's own league that he organized. Right. He had, you know, yeah, the league was giving away prizes for exactly yeah, the league, league of doing bits. The league of doing bits. We talked about that. Now I haven't owned Pat- That's a great Patrick. Name. It's a great name. We I'm haven't jealous. talked. We I haven't know. talked about Patrick Van Onholt for not very much for years because there hasn't been a point to. And so when we talked about him and his league, I didn't care very much. I wasn't going near Patrick Van Onholt. Confession. I felt a little funny a couple of weeks ago when Bamford talked about having himself in his own lineup because I own Patrick Bamford too, just like Patrick Bamford does. That felt weird to me. I'm not going to lie. It felt a little funny. What do you mean? Why? Because we're talking about a player now who not only owns himself in Fantasy Premier League, but he's a player who I own. There was a direct connection now between my lineup and his. Yeah, but why was it weird? I understand the connection. Why was it giving you a weird feeling? I I don't know. Just the fact that it he, was a realization that like the players actually This is play. real. Yeah, this is like real. Like he's playing this game just like I'm playing this game and he's putting his money on himself. I'm glad I'm putting my money on him. I, I don't know. There's, proverbial there's nothing... proverbial money. Like there's yeah, no right, actual right, right, right. money. Sure. You're just starting him. Right, right, right. Figure his No, honestly it though. It's funny though. Hold on a sec. There, there's plenty of sites DraftKings and FanDuel. I don't know about FanDuel, but I know on DraftKings, I don't do it. I've thought about it often, although if you look at the results, maybe I shouldn't. Although in that league, you don't have to pick a captain. Maybe I'd be great. But you pick a starting lineup of selected games, and you have a budget just like you do an FPL, and there's different games you can play. You can play a 50-50, so if you finish in the top 50%, then you double your money or whatever. Like They have those types of things that go on, and – I get it, I guess. Look, but this is coming – this is what's so stupid. Scott, this is coming from the country who has bet things, bet companies all across kits I everywhere. Know. That's true. We'll take your sponsorships, but we don't want to acknowledge FPL. You can bet on the games. You can actually bet on the games. Who's going to win or lose? Yeah. But you can't play fantasy. Yeah, it is interesting. What the hell is that? I don't know. It's very interesting. I will say, not that you can make the comparison that FPL is like the stock market, but what those Villa players and staff members did was the equivalent of insider trading. I mean, they had mm-hmm. knowledge that nobody else had. But I'm okay with that, And they made changes though. to their lineup. I'm okay with that because it's just like the top guys in, in FPL, uh, wh- whether, I, whether it, or not they actually have – look – Everyone has sources, probably. The, the top people have sources. I joke about it. I can't really, can't tell you my sources. I have sources. And so if you have better sources than someone else, that's just kudos to you. You have better information. That's okay in my world. 
It's just I'm has, okay with it. It's fine. I mean, it's anybody, they could have transferred anyone out of their lineup and it wouldn't have mattered. They could have just decided we don't want Jack in our team. We all own Jack Realish. Hey, you know what? He's 50-50, whatever. doesn't mean that anyone has to know about it but those guys. That's why the fact that it got out, the fact that Brendan Rogers says, I had heard maybe 24 hours before the match that Grealish was a doubt. Yeah. But you can't believe these things. So we had to prepare as if he was playing. The fact that it got out that far that Lester knew or had a suspicion. Oh, there was a match. suspicion. Right. A Friday match. And by the way, the NFL allows you to make changes to your lineup up to an, an hour before kickoff yeah. of each game. No. Right. No, up until the minute. Yeah, up of until kickoff. the up until the up minute until of the kickoff. second. Yes. At, at, if if kickoff is at one o'clock sure. Eastern and here in the 1259, US then. at 12.59, right. you can Brian you, you king of last minute changes, can click that <laughs> save button right. and it saves at twelve fifty nine. That's kind of my point. We've talked about how this one deadline for each game week is stupid in this There's game. There's no doubt. You get rid of that, and this this becomes lesser of and an this, issue, this too. this does absolutely becomes of a lesser issue, right. 100%. So there's all sorts, and uh, where, where was the FA two years ago when we talked about this two years ago? We did an entire special episode on the NFL's injury protocol and how it would work for the Premier League. We've been all over this. By the way, you mentioned your sources. Let me tell you what I did earlier today. Tell me. While I was reviewing everything was coming in about this this Villa decision, I tweeted at Ben Dinnery. We've talked about Ben Dinnery in this podcast before. The the, at Ben Dinnery. Some people know who he is. He's literally the Premier League injury guy. Yeah. And I asked him. If he doesn't know it, no one knows it. (laughs) I asked him straight up. I said, which would you, like, where would you rather the story go? Right. Would you rather this go in the direction of people are banned from playing FBL because they're part of a club? Or would you rather this go to a much more public, actual injury protocol? And, of course, he didn't really have an opinion. I guess I should have expected that, uh, you know, just because he is the premier injuries he guy. He is the guy. The injury protocol might diminish his ability to give us information that would otherwise be made public. And I think his, he has probably decent sources. I think he does. <laughs> but he did make the point that he thinks Villa is only going to be the beginning now. This is going to be something that all clubs are going to do, which does force the question, is the FA, are is the league in general going to be okay with that? I hope not. I mean, on one hand, I can't ignore the fact that I feel funny knowing that I own Patrick Bamford and so does Pat. But yeah, but, yeah, but Scott, I'm telling you, though, this goes back to um, Brian. I do want the injury protocol, I to remember, clear. for me, the first time I realized that the NFL players, this is not an NFL podcast, uh, that were, were also playing fantasy sports, and it was like Maurice Shunstrew. He would, oh, he would yeah. come out. You remember, he, I love Maurice Shunstrew. Running back in the NFL, he would come out at times when he had to have a bad game and literally apologize to his fantasy owners. Yeah, because he some of the players in the NFL. This is not an NFL or an NFL fantasy podcast, right? But yeah, the the more the players embrace it, I mean, fans are some. A lot of fans are fine. Most fans, I'd say, are okay. Some fans are terrible, sure. and some fantasy well, players are idiots, and people it's the people who go after individuals and say, what the F, man, you ruined my week because you had a bad fantasy day, and it's just like, why would you Why would you do that? You know, like the, the comparison like, to your own job. Like right, you, wouldn't, exactly. you would never want that at your own job. Exactly, why would you like, do that to their job? But, no, Brian, I, you had a crappy day at work today. Right. Hey, screw you! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, just doing, I'm just going to work. You didn't get out enough emails today, Brian. Screw you. Yeah, I wish that would happen to. You messed up my fantasy email schedule. 
<laughs> no, but I, you, I think everyone loves it. I, you should love it more that players are engaged that way because it's like... Agree 100%. I mean, there's like some... You know, I mean, in addition to just the incentive that comes with naturally with what you're doing, the incentive to do better for your own fantasy performance or for your own team or whatever. I mean, that's a, that's a fun wrinkle to add to it, I think. But. Scott, there's an, one other avenue to this. And, and look, at Billy uh, in, our, in our mini league... Mm-hmm. Um, and a Patreon uh, supporter. He is a perfect example of someone who has, has really, truly embraced the Premier League for the first time this season. Yeah. He's our and, target audience. And what got him in was fantasy. Yep. What got him, honestly, now there, there's a friendship there, there's a relationship there, but also this podcast and fantasy got him in. Yeah. And look, he also, which is kind of cool, he, he has family not distant from him uh, that – live in Reading. And so that family is a Reading Aston Villa family. And he is, he is obviously with Villa being in the premier league, obviously doing well, has kind of gravitated towards Villa. I think it's fantastic. It is outstanding. It's, it's great. Uh, is that all we're talking about? I mean, with this? is there more that you want to say? I mean, do you, are you angry? Are we going to go to the next subject right now while we're on no. these subjects or are we going to no, delay it? We'll, we'll, we'll let it come up right, as it comes right. up uh, through our review of the matches. But I just wish stories like this don't come around very often. I really wish this would lead to an injury protocol. Instead of going more private, which is what it looks like it's going to be, at least Look, for the time. It hasn't ahead. happened yet. I hope dinner is wrong. He's rarely wrong about anything. I hope he's wrong about this. I hope it doesn't go the other way. I hope that, that someone in the office gets a proper voice in front of in front of whoever with some statistics. Eight million people play this or whatever. It grows by a million almost every year. And it's like, I, I just hope that, that it gets in front of the right person. Someone makes a, a not old, white, stodgy decision. Yeah. And they realize that, you know what, maybe we should be a little bit more progressive about this. Yeah. You can't yeah. have the FPL doing videos that include Jules Breach, who then does broadcasting stuff with the Premier League and with the Champions League and elsewhere outside of it. I feel like they're married. It seems like those things should go together forever and always i feel like the embracing of it <laughs> right right should it should it is it should be from the top down i i i want more embracing of it distancing is dumb all right let's begin our whirlwind tour the matches of game week 25 we'll start on friday when the deadline locked and it started it all on the villa front which we did not know at the time but at the time we were watching wolves one leads nil adama Traore kicks it off the post the post kicks it off the goalkeeper, and the goalkeeper knocks it into the goal. I've seen a lot of unfair own goals. <laughs> Ryan, this might be the most unfair own goal I've ever I know. seen. It stinks. Like, Melier, if I'm saying his name right, God knows, I don't know. It's got an S in there, and I'm making it silent. Meslier, Meslier, I don't know, Brian. We'll get to that it, in a minute. Tra- but Traore finally gets a shot off, okay? And... And uh, and he shoots a laser rocket because have you seen the size of his trunks? His thighs are thunderous. Yeah, everybody knows that. They are massive, mu- bulging muscle thighs. And he he kicks the ball. It almost deflates as he kicks it. Calm down, man. Bounces off the <laughs> bounces off the post. Yeah, off the post it. into the back of a diving Melly Melier Meslier 
Mer- you wanna, well, should we do a how to say on it? Maybe. It's, in just, the, it's just, in the agenda. Sure. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. Maybe a. Maybe a. Uh-huh. Well played, Scott. Anyways, most fortunate own goal ever. Bounces off his back. Off the post back goal. And Dumb. the back was when he was in the diving process. Yeah. yeah. And then a match that there, I mean, there was some action. But I, I mean, I feel like that happening was uh, kind of the, kind the, of a, kind the of weirdest a, way to get. It was a perfect Friday match. It was the weirdest way to get a 1 0 final. Uh, yeah. So, do you want to talk about the goalkeeper? Should we yeah, just put we this do. to bed finally? Yeah. How we, to say? We teased this like four months ago. I don't know. I if know. Remembers, but yeah, let's this do is, it. But this is a perfect opportunity. Can we yeah. have music for this? I'm look. I, we've been doing this long enough. I'll probably find something. We could use music that is some pun on the word Mel, like okay. play rapper Melly or Mel B from the Spice Girls, <laughs> okay. or more my speed something from the Smashing Pumpkins classic Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Okay. Instead, Dave, please play Nights on Broadway by the Bee Gees. Thank you very much. Nights on Broadway. This week's how to say <laughs> is French. French fries. He's French. French dressing. French bread. Better off dead. Better off dead. Old John Cusack classic. Thankfully, we don't have to go too far into France to learn how to say the Leeds goalkeeper's name. Ilan has had quite a season. Ilan? This season. Ilan, yeah. I'd say a good season, all things considered, with such a porous defense. I'd say it's a win that he's not number one on the list of goals conceded. <laughs> okay. That, okay. of course, is... you want to guess the goalkeeper? Who's the number one on the list of most goals conceded? Ramsdale. No. What? Darla? No, no, no. Close. McCarthy. It's close. McCarthy's taking some No. Beans. It's Sam Johnstone. Or is it John Stunt? John Stunt. Who... Who cares? So, uh, no, Alon is third. With he's 42 goals conceded. He's Darlow second. That might change. Uh, I think it's Guaida. Why'd you tell me I was close? Because Darlow's <laughs> four. I think Darlow's fourth. Okay. Something right. like that. If right? only there was he a way we there. If only there was a. If only there was a, a device, a machine, or something. Ilan is also third in saves this season. That's good, right? Hey, real quick. Amazingly, Johnstone 53, Guaida 43, Darlow 43. Oh, yeah, but Darlow's second. I was, yeah, you're right. Okay, and then this guy that we're talking right. about, 42, Ramsdale 41. I wasn't that far off. Third, third in saves this season, like I said. His, his last name is pretty simple, so let's just say some other people in things with that same name. Uh, of course, there's Jean Melier the French Catholic priest who wrote a book promoting atheism slash denouncing all religions, but the book wasn't discovered until after he died. (laughs) Perfect. Then there's the famous French grapes, the Petit Melier and the Melier Saint-Francois. Delicious (laughs) white grapes for what you assume is white wines and maybe even champagne. Nice. And in fourth place, there's our man, the Leeds goalkeeper, none other than Ilan Melier. Melier. Very deep voice. Sort of that. like a sommelier, there. but no psalm. It's just Melier. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the best, worst yeah. way to end this thing. Yeah. The best way. Melier has it. Have you ever heard him talk? 
No, has he got a wicked oh, deep voice? Exceptionally deep voice. Really? But he looks like that tiny boy. <laughs> Just the voice doesn't fit the guy? Yeah, very deep voice. Oh, man. Anyway, Melier's the Melier's right. Dave okay. and I didn't benefit from Bamford, Bamford as our captain. Not here, but yet, Scott. There were some chances, though, late in this match. Just say the. Oh, just yeah. say the. Uh, just chance. say all the FPL world has yet to benefit from Bamford. The number of people who didn't captain Bamford at this point, you're pr- you probably picked okay if you didn't pick him. Yeah. So far. Well, average score so far is 41. So it's been a down week, uh, game week for uh, all of FPL. Uh, but, yeah, there's still hope for Leeds with another match still to come. A few of the Mavericks in our own uh, mini-mini league, and I'm sure plenty of people out there, uh, Captain Rafinha, uh, who gets two bonus points in the match. So the Rafinha-Bamford, uh, cool. I, I guess if you want to pay, yeah, just that we... Brother you know, Matt, I think, Captain uh-huh, Rafinha. I think that's true. I know for sure uh, League Drew also did that, and I'm sure plenty of other people just... Uh, it's it's not a... It's, that's not a Maverick choice, either. I feel like the stats back that up. Rafinha, we've talked about that. Rafinha has outscored Bamford... Uh, kind of, no matter how you sort it, uh, in the last five to ten weeks, Rafinha has outscored him, and in some cases has outscored him significantly. So, I mean, the fact that he gets two bonus points in the first match, everyone hates it that Bamford's goal gets ruled off. Right. Uh, so, I think everyone was kind of, you know, kind of yep. about to celebrate, but no question, don't it celebrate early. Almost was uh, wonderful, and yet we are all waiting for that second match. Uh, I saw a weird stat uh, that, you know, every once in a while we talk about players who are vital in real life to releasing the the point-scoring abilities of the other players around them. Believe it or not, Leeds has that in Calvin Phillips. Leeds have won 50% of the matches Calvin Phillips has played, 17% of the matches he's missed. Guess who's out right now? Calvin friggin' Phillips. Yep, absolutely. We should have seen this. Calvin Phillips seems like a cool dude. I'm glad to hear that. In a segment we like to call... Guys who are cool dudes. Calvin Phillips. <laughs> cool dudes. Seems like a cool dude. All right. Anything else from this first match of the game week? Any guys? renewed interest in Pe- Pedro Neto? Dave, you had him a while ago. Are you even slightly considering no. this with Wolves' upcoming double week where one of the two matches is against Newcastle? Nope. Wolves, Wolves bad mojo. They, 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 I feel like luck up here. They, they might have played one of their better games that they've played in a while. They win it. Uh, I am not going to any Wolves, period, right All now. Right. Just curious. That's I just like my opinion. It's a, it is a, a wild card of a choice, I think. Neto is the only guy that you could possibly consider. Um, I, we can, I could do it here or in Burnley. I'll save it for Burnley. But Max Kilman, I, I was a consideration for me just as, as a money saver. But he just keeps not like he's in and then he's he, out. I was say, he didn't he's either ninety week, minutes or zero or one minute, right. and that yeah. doesn't work. No. You can't you can't have that. So not barring injury, not, there not is there is nobody else. No. Nope. Southampton one, Chelsea one. Southampton have a double game week as well. They'll be playing Leeds. Uh, that match hasn't happened as we're recording. Uh, but is there much else to say here? I feel like the weirdest, probably the weirdest tactical thing. Not weird. I mean, I guess I understand the the rationale, but Callum Hudson Odoi, yep, subbing on and subbing off in like what sixteen minutes thir- or thir- thirty minutes. It he was... came on at halftime and went off at seventy five minutes. And Tuchel, and Tuchel said it was right. his lack of energy, his lack of uh, his hustle. 
He said he was he was wasn't giving hundred percent, so he subbed off the sub. Which is interesting, which right? is because a ch- which is a change because from the Cho, early, right? The first, Callum Hudson Odoi, yeah, the Cho, first, yeah. He had been since Tuchel had come had took the job. He had been one of his guys. Yep, he would started most of the matches, which makes you wonder. Uh, this is something that only could possibly work this early in your hire at Chelsea. If he does this next season. It's it's the beginning of the end of Thomas Tuchel as Chelsea manager, but now bringing someone on, taking them off, right? Making you know, yeah, trying ba- to make a statement based on attitude. Yeah, yep, for absolutely. Sure. I don't know that it's going to go all that well here either. It's it's you're right, Dave. I mean, it's almost like he's taking the star pupil and he's using him to make the you know make his point to everybody else. That rarely goes over well in the classroom. No, I agree completely, and and, and I think. Uh, it seemed like he had some good things going, and then all of a sudden you just ripped it all apart. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's got guys that hadn't even sniffed the lineup. Ziyech is one. He finally came in here, yeah. He but did. Pulisic, but Pulisic, Chilwell. Yep. What Chilwell. are these guys? I mean, you got, you got guys. Chilwell's the weirdest of the season. Because me. it's Alonzo that's playing. I know. Alonzo starts, it is, it starts so, again here. And it's not like Chilwell was sucking. No. no. Right? No. I, and Brian, that's what makes it the most weird. I, I, am, I owned him up until the managerial change, and I saw Chilwell was benched the first match. And it's obvious that they can't, I mean, they can't work together, which you'd think. Alonzo and Chilwell? Yeah, you'd think, you know, there's just too many players, you know, once if and when Pulisic ever gets fit again, that left side could be just the three of them dancing around each other for 90 minutes. Like, it, it's, but they obviously they can't push Alonzo forward further and let Chilwell play, I don't know, if they play a, you know, if they pay, play a, a back four, which I, I don't, who knows what the, who knows if they're going to, I don't think they're going to do that. So I, the fact that Alonzo is, is holding fast here is a weird strategy thing for and FPL for up, the rest of the, for the rest of the season. He now warrants some form of conversation where he didn't up until this point in the season. He could have scored in this match. He had a chance. That and just he has wide. been scoring. That's yeah. the stupid thing about Marcus Alonso is we've kind of been thinking that oh, no. he's not going to continue you, to start. You, you already know if he's out there, he's if he's playing, he, th- there is no one. The only person I would compare him to that at their best is Ricardo Pereira. So look, somebody that is like that is so constantly so far forward and shooting so Ricardo much. Pereira is playing in the front line for Leicester now. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like there is like th- there is just there there isn't anyone to like to really compare those like those guys to. And Alonzo if he keeps getting out there. Alonzo Scott before Tuchel took over. Alonzo started the first two games of the season, three games, and then came off came off at halftime in the West Brom game that they drew 3-3, but let's remember they were losing, I think, 3 nothing at halftime That's or right. 3-1 or something like that. It was a long time ago, right? Until then, he didn't play one minute. One minute under Frank Lampard from the red. And then Tuchel comes in, and he plays five matches. His fantasy scores 14-6-1-7-1 won this past week. So yeah. this is so bizarre. 90 minutes in each of those, he had, he had, he had 28 minutes uh, at Sheffield. And so, so he subbed on there. Anyways, bottom line is, look, he for five seven. I'm not going near him. It's too expensive. But he keeps playing, and, and honestly, if he he's been averaging a goal every other game at this point, you're not which going is stupid. You're not going near him for the for the double week. 
because and that's no. like we like we said Chelsea's last week. Chelsea's got the worst double week. Period. Right. Not to, you're not getting there. If you have a defensive asset of theirs, you're you'll hold them. But after after Liverpool, after United and Liverpool in the double week, Chelsea's fixtures are pretty good until really until game week thirty four. I think that you'll do, Dave, you say you won't go near him, and you know that's not true. You'll go near him the same way you'll go near anyone for any price once they score enough. Yeah, you'll, I don't know. It's it's still Chelsea. It's still so bizarre. The moment, What do you want to bet I don't go near that joker the rest of this season? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to bet no, no, I, I No, no, fair enough. I understand your point. Your point is, Dave, if, if guys are scoring, as Scott always says, points are points. My point is... Marcus Alonso is 5'7", still, like, I'm I'm thinking, just like Callum Hudson-Odoi, someone had bought into Callum Hudson-Odoi in, because he had started almost every match, and he had done okay. He hadn't done a whole lot, but maybe he didn't start every match, but it sure seemed like he played, like, a lot. Anyway, so, someone bought into him, and all of a sudden he doesn't start. So I'm just... Keep in mind, oh, Chelsea, no. Chelsea's Champions League schedule resumes this midweek. Right. Alonso's not playing twice a week. You'd have to think. No, absolutely not. So the moment you go to Alonso, Chilwell becomes a consideration here. Right. No, it's the same. Which means neither of them are consideration for you in FPL. Right. It's the same thing we said. We said it last week. If midweek matches, as long as Chelsea has a midweek match, when you see that team sheet midweek, assume you could. I think it's fair to assume the other guy's not is going to play the 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 league match. The next time they play, that's right. We're gonna stay with the order. Um, last thing of the matches played, staying with Southampton and <laughs> oh, Chelsea <man>. first. <laughs> just the, just the, it, Timo. No, that Mason Mount scores a goal again here. Mount ends up being the only useful Chelsea player. Yeah, for, I for the week. This. I looked at this because I had Mason Mount for a while. Right. Uh, his last six matches. He gets the 10 here, of course, and you see an 8 two game weeks prior. Against Sheffield. But the last six scores, I looked at it overall, and I was thinking, no, I'm okay not having Mason Mount. Right. I agree. I know. I'm just, I just, like, of, of all the people, he's the one that's the most consistent as far as the attacker goes. He and, and Werner, obviously. But consistent for the consistently inconsistent Chelsea football club as a whole. Right. Uh, Werner blank spectacularly here. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, it's an amazing thing that you know he scores a goal, and I think the numbers kind of back him here in the last five weeks or so. But yeah, to get to get nothing, I think with a lot of uh, a lot of good feelings coming into this match for him, yeah. and that they draw against Southampton, which yeah. uh, you know you just think that that would not that would not happen. But really, United, Manchester United, and Liverpool. This this is an intriguing double week for Chelsea. This is a big. That's right. It's a it's like, a defining double week. Yeah, Chelsea. It's a really. No this is a big big. Hey, look! I just want to bring it up. Uh, and Diane uh, at League Diane, she wild carded this week. She brought in Werner. Did not get. I I seriously considered Timo Werner. A lot and of As soon as did. we head to Burnley, I'll tell you more about it. We did ask if it was amazingly, Timo time and I want to bring this up. Last week, she brought in Veltman. Smart. Good for her. Crazy. That honestly is a crazy move, Diane. But you know what? It worked out in your head of me right now. That's bothering me. <laughs> I, first of all, that's a fun move. Second of all, that is a that is a stones. That's a John Stones that's a, move. That is a serious. Yes, thing. Diane. That is really serious. Way to have stones, Diane. I love it. Burnley nil, West Brom nil. Poor Mike Dean comes back. 
in order to send off Semi and Jay. At least this one wasn't controversial. No, not at all. Uh, Bur- <laughs> Bur- this is easily the luckiest clean sheet of all time for Burnley. The luckiest, and probably for West Brom too, but the luckiest. Because clean- Mateus Pereira? Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. Oh, yes, Miss definitely. of the season by far. I know, Scott, there were people in our Slack workspace as I was talking about it, I was actually watching. I watched most of the second half. I was in the middle of something else, and I had it on. So I couldn't audibly hear it, but I'm watching it. And I keep watching. The action, and I know, you're like, what? stop, Dave. This is West Brom, and this is Burnley. Scott, the action seemed to be end-to-end, and the amount of luck that went into Burnley not conceding is the most luck I've ever seen ever in a football it's game. It's one of the ever. It's the nerviest twenty minutes of football I've ever watched as an FPL player. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you I had Pope. Like, oh, right? oh, Brian's I'm got sorry. Pope. Full circle already. You're talking about watching Burnley West Brom because you have a FPL defender in your yeah. lineup. Uh, three FPL. FA. Brian fully committed. Happen right. Burnley. So Happen to have that's three. That's like putting a thousand thousand uh, dollars down on this match. Yes. Uh, Brian was sweating bullets like he never has. He was watching a Burnley-West Brom game that, that, that Scott, I know what you're getting at. Brian's not watching that. I'm not watching that. No one cares. I'm not watching it if we're not doing a podcast about it. Brian's not watching it if he doesn't have three players in that match that actually matter. Yep. People are watching that match because of Burnley players. Otherwise, no one was watching that match. Period. That's right. All right. It's either fans of the it's fans of the t- the club or it's fa- it's fantasy people or betters. Uh, no, but this was like watching the end. I I'm sure like like anyone else. Thank goodness my windows weren't open, or else it would have been neighbors and my children wondering what's wrong with you. <laughs> Why is he screaming? Can't they just hold on for ten more minutes? That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, no, it was. You're right. It was unbelievable it, it, how it, West Brom does not yeah. score. Score Maitland Niles, Pereira. Start naming things. Pereira. If you haven't seen it, by the way, Scott, whether you decide to give it or not, I'm giving it right here. The Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award, possibly the Year Award, goes to Pereira. What's his first name? Matheus. Matheus Pereira. Pereira. If if uh, if West Brom uh, somehow managed to finish the season in 18th. Wow. And one win gets them over the line, <laughs> then we will give it to Pereira for the season. Unbe- unbelievable. Miss miss of misses in front of the goal. And he cost his team. And three statistically, points. one of the best weeks of anyone this week, easily, uh, comprehensively, Matthias Pereira. Somebody who is like, again, another guy that's it's weird, given the scores that he's been able to put up this season. Choosing him is insanity. <laughs> having him, right. Actually having him in your team is a crazy town. And yet, uh, he's been excellent. I feel bad that he's this, it's just wasting away here for West Brom. I was so close. I just want to say, just to wrap this up, I was so close to taking the dumbest minus four of all time. My minus four was going to be, I, I thought, well, i got to get rid of James Tarkowski anyway. So I'm going to go, I need to get the money, though, to go from Cavani, Edinson Cavani, up to someone that matters. And so my my minus four was going to be Tarkowski out, Max Kilman in, to get the Bucks to go from Cavani to Timo Werner. I would have traded out Tarkowski's three bonus points 
clean for, sheet for Tarkowski's nine for Kilman's zero, zero to go from Cavani's zero to Werner's two. That would have been I I would have deleted my team absolutely <laughs> without question. Would have deleted my team. That that that's, I, that's at least a thirteen point swing. I mean, fast math massive there. swing. Doing and nothing sometimes is the right. I did thing. I did not do anything, and uh, and I'm glad Tarkowski Pope. Matt Lowton, I'll get you the bonus points in the match. And that was my three guys. That's why my week is uh, is pretty good this week. So. Unbelievable. Uh, Ashley Barnes, surprise omission from the lineup. Do you care? No. <laughs> okay. All right. What's next? Finger mask. Oh, man. Liverpool nil, Everton two. Man, Groundhog Day. February just can't get over fast enough for Liverpool. This was wild, game. man. What a wild game. I love how everyone's making a big deal out of the fact that Liverpool have lost four home league matches for the first time since 1922. No, I'm talking about four matches like in a row. Well, I'm I'm talking about the fact that people are saying like this is a big deal. As if It is a big deal. Playing in front of the cop this season is anything close to what it's been like for the past 100 years since this last happened. It doesn't matter. Everyone's everyone's not playing in front of their fans. My point exactly. But our fans are better. No. We we're louder. <laughs> we we raise more hell than anyone else. I don't know who you're trying it's to be. It's the cop. Okay. All right. We went back. My point is there is so little home pitch advantage. Yeah, that's so funny. For anyone to say something about home well, or away stats uh, is still something. And that's it's, fair. It is nothing. It means less than ever before. Ever before. I'll go with you there. All right. But Everton get the three points here. It was huge. Scott, stop. Let's focus on this. Liverpool's possession, 71, Everton 28. You know, out six shots on target, 15 got, shots total. Who, Everton six shots. Not, who got the other 1% possession? The sideline judge? I don't go into the tents. Back off. <laughs> Hey, touch is 69. Did Duncan Ferguson steal the ball for 1% of the time? <laughs> he might have, actually. Okay. He might have slid on and, and got that steal. In oh, a look. segment we like to call possession math. <laughs> <laughs> Everton loses the possession math. Wins the game. Look, I'm not, I am not heaping, hole, heaping holes. I am not heaping coals on Liverpool Football Club. It's too easy to do at this moment. Look, they've had one of their, their worst years in in a well, okay, their year actually isn't that bad. They're still like in like fourth or fifth, right? There's six. Scott holds up six. So he holds up one full hand of fingers and one pointer finger that equals six. Finger yes. Math. It is less than than the last five, six years since Klopp's been there. They've had their two center backs hurt. They've had other injuries. Their to, next two to center backs players. hurt. Gomez. The next two midfielders who've been playing center back hurt. Well, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, it is wild that, that they keep having injuries in the position in those positions. So maybe this is to be expected a little bit. Look, yeah. Look, my brother. I talked to him today. He was like, you know, Everton. This is the reason why Everton will never win anything. Is because they were celebrating like they just won the Champions League. And I'm like, now listen. <laughs> now listen, now hold on a sec. I, I get it. You're right. They uh, were celebrating a lot. But let's focus on this. They've been getting their <laughs> kicked by Liverpool Football Club for a while. A long so, while. So they finally got a win. They didn't get they didn't give up an Origi last second win, you know, winner. Okay. Everton finally gets a win. 
Let's give them a little bit of celebration, okay? And look, they played well. They played well. Everton's played pretty well most of the season. They've had some down matches, but at this point in the season, that's everybody. City just had theirs early in the season. But everyone's had their down games. Everton's ahead of of Spurs. They're ahead of of Arsenal. I know. I know. So, I'd say That's what I'm saying like Everton's played well. Yeah. Like I don't want to take great. anything away from them. I don't own any any Everton fantasy players right now, but Ancelotti has them. I did for I did for most of the season I own DCL. But yeah, Ancelotti has them thinking bigger. He brings something bigger to the club and it's showing up. There's no question about it. Uh yeah, I mean it's it, you know, they they took advantage of an opportunity early, a nice goal by Richarlison right away off the top, and they ended up I mean the defense came through. That back line is really good right and, now. And, and Pickford had was maybe say, his best game. Uh, yeah, season, I was going to say, right? Jordan Pickford, finally something you can say good about him. He didn't screw it up. And I'm had, sure and Southgate was watching saves. that game instead of all his other crap games. Southgate probably will focus on that game his best. I think it's that you get points from anyone who, like the three most likely that you have here, maybe Dina, I guess, but everyone gets you something. And the fact that Calvert-Lewin comes on back. Everton. Right from Everton, yes. Yeah, but any, I mean, this, all the Everton assets that you care about got you whatever you whatever you were hoping, or best case scenario going going into this match, you get something from them ahead of now. I mean, a double well, week against Southampton and West Brom. Like, look, this, I feel like I that's, know, but I, look, here's my thing: ten nine point six percent ownership for Rodriguez. One point seven for, you're not, for yeah, guilty. right. Well, you're not like, owning Hamas necessarily. I'm sure. I'm still, obviously some people do. DCL, 35% of people still own DCL. It's a ton. That's what I'm saying. And Richarlison is, is way insane. less than that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, going into this week, I feel like it's a little bit different. And like, people are going back to DCL. People are choosing to captain DCL. They're already looking ahead. I've seen it on Twitter today. People are choosing DCL as a captain for game week 26. It can't be that bad. Interesting for Richarlison. Last two weeks, City and Liverpool. Tough, tough match weeks, obviously. Five and an eight. Um uh, Right, he gets the luck goal against Manchester City, and he scores a legitimately good goal. Carlo Ancelotti keeps keeps saying of Richarlison, he's back. Like he's like basically he's like this is the Richarlison that we've kind of been anticipating. Like this, he's in the form, he's performing the way we've all you know kind of like had been hoping we would see him performing. Like that, I feel like that's a. Big statement from he's been a lot like he's had a lot to say about Richarlison all season. We saw what happened whenever he got injured earlier in the season. Like the fact that he's like now he's getting plaudits from his manager. I feel like that's a that's significant. Let's talk about this. I think this is really important. Everton's match week 26. They play at their home to Southampton and they're at West Brom. <laughs> That's very true. I, w- I wish Brian had thought of that first. I, you know what? I hadn't until right this very moment when you're saying it. I, I feel like I was thinking it at some point. Obviously, but... I did it again. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Scott, do you go with DCL or do you go with Charleston? Uh There's too many midfield options for me to want to go to. Well, neither one are in the midfield, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Man. All right, let's not do all of that then. <laughs> They're both strikers. I forgot about that. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Point Dave. Right. All right. Well, Dave I'll is be, exactly right. I'll be gun shy for the rest of the Dominic Calvert-Lewin <laughs> and Richarlison both playing as 
forwards this season I can't wait in to try FPL. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, for me, Dave uh, or Scott, I have, uh, like I said, I still I did not transfer out Cavani. Uh, Cavani, thankfully, will be replaced this week by John Stones for me, so I'm very happy to get those points instead of Cavani zero. Obviously, Manchester United also have a double week. I'm saying people like uh, Werner and Cavani were, were big pickups coming into the double week, or coming into this week, because of the matchups. You had Chelsea playing against Southampton. You had Manchester United playing home to Newcastle United. All of these guys have two matches potentially in the coming game week. So if you have the choice to go up to, like, up that high, are you even thinking of going up as high as Timo Werner? Would you go to Vardy? Yes. If I could get to Vardy. So the the threshold is 10. You're either going to Vardy or Kane. Or you're staying right there in the sevens. You're I staying have, right there at Calvert-Lewin or Charleston. You are not going up to uh, to these Lamos, uh, Timo Werner. I have a decent Cavani. already week 26 team. I do want to make two moves. I'm willing to take a minus four. I think everybody. I would love to, to get Harv into my team. Yeah. And I would love to get a DCL into my team. The weird thing is, is I can't go... I would have to get – the money's not right for me there. Let's say you're a Michael Antonio owner. Are, I, you, trying, are you trying to find a dollar? Yeah. Are you trying to find a pound yep. to go up to Calvert-Lewin? Yep, and and, and that would – I'd have to get rid of a Juan Basaka, maybe. Okay. And maybe that's what I do. I, I get rid of a Juan Basaka and bring in a but, – but then – but now – but again, I'm going to have to choose between – I'm going to have to make money in my defense because, look, son – Look, let's just discuss this right now. I don't want to get rid of Sonny. He's got the the Spurs are home to Burnley at Fulham, even though their form's been. <laughs> I don't care. Salah is at Sheffield, home to Chelsea. I want Salah. Fernandez at Chelsea at yeah, Palace. Not... I mean, what? Who's getting rid of Fernandez? No one's getting rid of Bruno. Gundogan is ho- two home matches. Yeah, home you're... to West Ham. Home to Wolves. Yeah, you're probably not getting rid of Gundogan. No. So I got to figure out who do I really, really want. I think we should go. I think while we're on Liverpool, I think you should ask Scott again about Mo Salah and if moving Mo Salah is even thinkable. At Scott, this point. I can make some money. That can solve a lot of issues for me if I move Salah. I, 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 can, I don't have. I'm not sure I have the stones to do it. He's hung around the last five weeks and been fantasy relevant. What, what, what say you? He's going to score a goal against Chelsea. And he plays Sheffield before that. So you're going to send him out now? I don't know if I'm man enough. Yeah. But but here's the thing. I, I look at I look at Harv. Would you have said would you have said that he's going to score a goal against Everton? Yeah, I did. I did think he was going to. Harvey Barnes. Last two weeks, obviously 12 and 13, Liverpool and, and Villa, okay? Before that it was two threes, then it was 8669. Don't don't. No one has been hotter than Harvey Barnes. Don't talk about Harvey Barnes until we get to <laughs> Leicester City. Look, if you're talking about moving Mo Salah to Harvey Barnes and making that your one of your moves this week that to be able to easily to get, allows to get me the to money. do anything else, right? Of course, that's six almost six dollars. It hurts a little bit because Barnes' first match is home to Arsenal. Plus, we have to talk we, when we get there. We have to talk about the fact that James Madison right, may, let's, may let's, or may let's not finish be in there. What the I'm Liverpool saying is, like, the, uh, I'm, I'm saying if Everton game. Patrick Bamford is one of the most transferred out yes. forwards for the week. Yes. I think simply because they play once. 
And so anyone with a Leeds asset is willing to sacrifice them I am going willing. forward because they because they only play once. You're going to bring them back in week 20. They only play once, but they do play home to South or they play at Villa. Right. That's not a bad. I don't think that's a bad matchup. Aston Villa, who will not have Matty Cash, who likely will not have Jack Grealish. Uh, it could be. Who knows? Maybe it's a little bit more open. Maybe maybe that match is, is more open than it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, it's already teams that are pretty open attacking wise. What I'm saying is, like, you have, like, I think the issue is, are you, like, there's a reason. I think it's obvious. This seems like very obvious, and obvious for good reasons. That Calvert Lewin and Richarlison are popular transfers this week. I'm just saying, I, like, what I want to get one of them into my. Mind. What level like, of guy I, are you willing to get rid of, and are, do you have a preference? I'm going to get rid of Bamford and or Antonio, and I okay. don't know which one. Probably Antonio. Fulham, one. Sheffield, nil. Here's one of those matches where, you know what, it's all looking good for Fulham right now. They're only three points away from safety. I know. I hate to bang that Fulham drum. I've been saying it. And yet, No one blows out Fulham. Yeah, but they shouldn't have gotten the three points in this match. Let's be clear. No, that's fair, Scott. Or at least there should have been an, an attempt on a penalty for Sheffield. I don't understand what the referee or the VAR are looking at when Areola goes into Jaden Bogle the way that he does. Scott, before pre-pod, I had not seen this. You brought it to my attention. I watched it completely not knowing what I was about to watch, and I saw a penalty. I saw a penalty, Areola, if I'm saying that correctly, sure. on Bogle for Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Goalkeeper Fulham and Bogle for Sheffield – both attempt a 50-50. Bogle obviously gets there first. And Ariola does his best shot cross to Ramsey. Old OGers there. And it look, Bogle's lucky that his leg didn't get severed. It was that <laughs> vicious of a hit. I'm serious. Look, if you want to doubt me, go watch the video. It, it's not no, doubtable. It's not even close. This is honestly why I'm so disappointed this week. I mentioned at the top how sad I am coming into this podcast. I have completely given up on anything making sense when it comes to VAR. And I think but pre-VAR, it made sense because all we had was human error on the pitch with the referees. But now we have human error using technology, which yep. doesn't seem to make yeah, you sense. You have the possibility so, of compounded human error. And here's a play where Areola, like you said, I mean, he nearly breaks legs. And yet, well, it wasn't a penalty for me. I'm not sure that there was any. <laughs> not sure that there was any no. intent. I show it to Brian. I'm not sure there was he, any intent on Ariola to do that. He's, he's using all the buzzwords, all the buzzwords. And yet, only, by the way, I showed Brian. No, absolutely. And, and he no, said, you, "How is that not a penalty?" Yeah, right. I know. It's obvious. That's it's why not I'm obvious. not triggered by all sure. of his, his phrases. He's well, just that's not and yet, for me. In comparison, <laughs> one day later. Only Manchester United could get the kind of penalty on the kind of contact that Marcus Rashford received in that match. Like, sure. And we here we are. Hold on, hold on, Salah touched the shoulder. I die. Sure. Okay. Hey, no, so, what? I'm so not saying Rashford did the wrong thing. Fair enough. He he he, he sold it. Right. He absolutely sold he, it. He got touched. He got Rashford. Kicked. He got kicked. Ra- no, he did not get kicked. He got st- it's fucking stepped on. There might've, was contact might've, there. He might have had a toe stepped on. Okay. He might have had a toe stepped on. And then he did that thing where he goes up and then he crumples okay. down to the ground, which always is fake. Just, just to be clear, 
that is always selling the contact. Scott, now hold on. We, we I'm have not to be- saying Rashford is doing the wrong thing. Okay. He got it. He got the call. Right. And he's clearly allowed to do it. If if he's not getting a yellow card and he's getting the penalty called for his team, then he did the right thing by strategy. It is on the referees to know better. Understood. It's on the VAR to look at that and say, you know what? Rashford, he was he was going to keep going and then realized, I might be able to get a call here, and he flops down to the ground. That's on the VAR to look at and say, yeah. And and we are we are FPL America. From the very beginning of this podcast, even under its old name, we had said we want to do for the Billies that you described earlier yeah, sure. in this country, we want to be the voice of FPL for them and introduce a broader American right. audience into this game. And and I'm glad to hear we've done that. But anyone the the, the holdouts to this point, those those, you know, you know, rough and tumble, you know, I'll never like soccer, uh, American sure. sports Not fans. Not enough scoring. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if they look at those two plays that we just described, Areola, Bogle, and, you know, sure. the rash for penalty, and they say, how does that make sense? Honestly, I have no answers anymore. Well, Scott, honestly, if, if they do and they watch, uh, this is not, again, an, an NFL podcast, but if they were to watch the American NFL, they would say, there's been plenty of times New Orleans in the, oh, yeah. in the playoffs, yes, definitely. not not pass interference. Calvin Johnson four years ago, not a touchdown. So Scott, I, I'm saying, okay, look, okay, we want to tout. Hold on, we want to tout the NFL for how good they do. Yes. Now credit to the NFL, they changed the rules. Yes, that's my point. They realized, you know what? They do change it. The referee screwed up in this match and. Pass interference isn't reviewable. Right. Well, now guess now what? It's reviewable. Now it's reviewable. That's correct. They f- they know how to fix their problems. And they did change the catch rule. Exactly. So in fairness, they do retroactively make changes. Now the FA, we know at least their track record says they're not going to. No, no, because they don't care. That's why we just got to keep banging our drum or quit. We're not quitting. <laughs> F that. We're not quitting. Okay. That's not in the cards. <sighs> That's right. not in the cards. Right, it's so, in our blood. It's not in the cards. We're not quitting. We're just going to continue to bang a freaking drum. All right. Well, uh, League Ben, for two game weeks in a row now, has bragged about how he has Ola Laina I was gonna say, in his FPL lineup. In a segment we like to call Holy Ola Ina. <laughs> wow, Ben. 11, 9, and 8. Your top scoring defender no, of the, the last 11, three game weeks. Wow. No, the 11 and 9 are in one game week. In the last three matches, Olaina, your top scoring defender, uh, and a kind of creative guy. He's created the third most or fourth most chances of all defenders in the last uh, last three matches. So At Ben. Wow. Olaina. Uh, Look at you. Choosing him at all is uh, is. It's as crazy as it's no, it's not. It's crazier than having he's look. Uh, than, his ha- ownership is one point two percent. Now look, those matches are, are Everton, Burnley, Sheffield. Going but, into the double week, if you looked at defenders and you said, you know what, I'm not going to choose. I don't know Anthony Robinson, or I'm not going to. I'm not going to go to Areola. His price but is I am going to get. I am. I do like the look of uh, of Fulham defense. Uh, I like the cut of their jib. Uh, we're nice, going, nice we're reference. We're going there. to we're going to go At to Matthew one of Barry. them, and we're going to choose Olaina. Roll the dice. That is Joel Veltman, 
that is uh, I'm trying to think who else is in that category of defender. I love that you threw in cut of their jib. I, I'm just trying to that, I'm just trying to think so of what other I'm just trying to think of what other player you, you could do. Understood. Uh, that, that's, look, that's in that range across the. Across if you FPL. brought him in at Ben, I want to I want to throw this out there. You already know this. Now, granted, you might not be starting him for the next few match weeks. Next week they're at Crystal Palace. Sure, start him again. After that, it's home. No, that's in the double week. At Villa. The double week they get the they get Palace and Spurs. So you get okay. two. The possibility again of Olaina getting you uh, uh, an eleven. <laughs> okay, and then and then you're at Liverpool home city. Not the best there, but hey, look again. You're probably just not starting, and then I'm yeah. Ayn is probably look, your fourth. I, I can't. Fit. You can't argue with the numbers. Defender, yeah. Same with uh, at Ben. Well done. Well, and uh, and that's the same thing with with a lot of the uh, the Fulham defenders. Uh, Joachim Anderson, not too shabby either. You get a six, six, seven, and seven in his last four matches as well. The full, I mean, this is this was the point of a lot of people going into the double week of just saying like defensively they've been so look they've been so much better I've recently. Been, I've so. been saying this. These are their their last six scores: one zero, one one, zero two, zero zero, two zero, two two, zero zero, one two. No one scores three. I can keep going: zero one, one one, zero zero, one one, zero zero, one one, two zero. Like you don't get to the three goal precipice. Against Fulham, they don't score it, and you're not going to get it. That's just how it is. Yeah, and that's not even to talk about Adamola Lookman, who finally gets a goal. Finally, finally puts one in the net for Fulham in this match. Uh, I mean, just a again bargain guy. Uh, it's not insane because he's been so good, and he's capable of getting you a goal. So, you want to make him your fifth guy? Do it. Uh, I'll pass. But okay. West Ham 2, Spurs 1. Shock of the, I guess, shock of the week? I mean, it's... Brian, a... this is the Brian Shesko Derby. No, I'm not. This isn't shocking. I think the shockingest is the one that happened today. All right, fair enough. Uh, we'll get to Brighton and Crystal Palace here I think, but this, uh, this, this to me is not, this isn't entirely surprising. I mean, I don't know Ham... what, I don't know what, I don't know what this Tottenham team is. No. I, know, I have no idea. Do you know who else does it? I don't it? know what this That's team fair. is. Josie Mourinho doesn't either. <laughs> right. He has no idea. This West Ham team is in fourth place, and we're 25 matches in. That's There's what I'm 14 games left. West Ham has a legitimate shot to make top four, and it is when are we going to recognize David Moyes and what he's done with this West Ham team? I don't see it that way. Of course. This – this season more than How do you not see it this way? This season more than any other is just about momentum and mental edge more than anything else. Do you really think West Ham is the fourth best team in England? I, I don't go by the table. Do you really think West Ham's the fourth best team in England? Don't go by the table. What the fuck am I supposed to go by? We're 25 matches in. This isn't the first 10 matches. They're riding this positive wave of momentum. I don't know how long it's okay. going to last. The, the season when Leicester won the title, when it's, when during that season did you go, oh, I guess Leicester's the best team? Did you get to the end after they won the title and go, nah, they weren't the best team? City was the best no, team. Tottenham but, was the best team that year, obviously. Well they, well, they might have been. Did they win the title? No, they didn't. Oh. Chelsea ended that for them. So, look, I'm, I get it. I'm with you. I look at West Ham's roster and I'm like, no, they're not the fourth best team in England. I'll be damned. 25 games in, they freaking sure are. 
I look, Scott. There's 14 matches. No, that's left. why I'm saying there's 14 it. matches left. West Ham, they're almost inside 10. When when you're a football club and you get inside 10 matches, they do not have any European competition, yeah. and I think they're out of the FA Cup. All they have to do is focus on Premier League matches. Every single match, their guys will be laser focused because now this is palatable. This is I, guys. No one thinks you can do it. No one thought Leicester could do it. We can make top four. This is a thing for them, and and Moyes has them believing. And and if Antonio can stay healthy, if they can if they can rest him at the proper moments, look you look down but, their lineup. No, but it's 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 Jesse Lingard too. Jesse right. Lingard has come in and given them a massive boost. Absolutely, and given them and some some desire. Jesse Lingard You're, are is you, playing with house money. Are you money. thinking about it, Jay Links? Have you thought about this about buying uh, Jesse Lingard article yes. of clothing? Well, of that too. But have you considered the possibility of owning too, too many good midfield selecting options. Jesse Lingard? No, okay. too many good midfielder right. options. Even if I was wild carding, and and I I might. I what? mean, let's stop. Stop. Let's talk about this. His last four matches, the only four matches he's played for West Ham, 15, 3, 6, and 10. Who else? What other midfielder, even Bruno in that time, has scored more points than 5.9 Jesse Lingard? Not many. But we have just entered if, into... If any. We have just entered into Murderer's Row for their schedule. Spurs right. was supposed to be their first big challenge. That's fair. They don't have very many easy matchups until, well... It's pretty rough from here on out, to be honest with you. It is. Now, look. At least the next four, but they are one of the teams. That, I mean, obviously, everyone's going to have. I think if if you still have a free hit, if you're wild carding or whatever, whatever means you have to make your game week 29 team. That is that is the big if, I think. But they're, they're home in, to in Arsenal. The near Arsenal's going to whip some <laughs> that week. So. Right. Okay. What I'm saying is that... <laughs> That week, don't take that to the bank. <laughs> like if you're buying, if you're putting a team together, Jesse Lingard is going to be a, a is a, yes. I, at that price. He's an, an, he's week, right. He's an enabler at which that point. In I your have midfield. my free hit available. Right. You have your free hit available. Right. There doesn't look like there's going to be many teams playing in game week 29 that I might be free hitting in that week because of that. And Jesse Lingard would right. and, be and someone that I think that, that just that because they don't have any doubles here anytime soon. If no, it, if and they don't everybody have has a double in 26. Right. They're playing at City. Right. No, right. There is no, like... Well, they only have one match in 26 and it's City, as you said, Scott. And so no one's going to own them in 26. No, it's the reason why Mikel Antonio, despite continuing to be good and scoring a goal. And I'm thinking and about sending a goal. him out. I already did. I yeah. already did. Fair enough. Right. So I think that's... I, I There's there's a lot of other options. And you again... Scott, you hate to have to admit this. The reason why you're doing it not only is matchup, but it's also the opportunity of other players who are playing twice. Ollie Watkins is playing twice in two good matchups. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is playing twice in two, two good, good matchups. matchups. I just feel like there, there's the the reasons why you move on from players who are playing once is is pretty obvious here. Real life West Ham, fantasy West Ham. I still own Aaron Cresswell. I probably won't be playing him next week. Questwell. Did I do it again? Questwell. Questwell. Yes. Questwell. I own Ellen Questwell. And I won't be starting him uh, next week in the double match week. But I'm going to continue to own him. Yes, Scott, you're right. The games they have left. At City. At United. Home to Leicester. Home to Arsenal. Which, that's probably not that big of a deal. Home to Chelsea. Home to Leicester. Home to Everton. Okay. 
Home to Everton. Like, even even the, home to Leeds in two weeks. I mean, that's not that's not that's not great. They're they, at, they at can, Wolves they can, too. You're right. They can right. get Fair a result, enough. but it's not good. It's not good. I, mean, I do see your point. Business. I do see your point. All I'm saying is they are within grasp. And I will say this: every time West Ham has played a top proverbial six team, they haven't done well this season. They've really smoked the, the the bottom half of the table. And assuming Antonio is healthy, Mikel Antonio can score against anyone whenever. Agree. He can get you something. Get, keeping him is not crazy, no matter okay. what the matchup is, no matter what color the matchup is. Agree. Doubts about Son and Kane, Dave? Not in the double match week. I am concerned. I just don't have the stones to go away from them. I just feel like they're just – the second I go away from them – they're going to freaking explode. That's the way I feel about the second I go to them. But I don't love I don't love the Spurs mojo right now. I just don't. And and uh, honestly, yeah, top down. If it was if it was any other team, honestly, like why not for me move this week off of Kane, off of Sun, even though they're in a double match week. Would you rather and have go Var- right to Vardy and Barnes? I was going to say, would you rather have Vardy and Kane or or or, or Vardy and Barnes or Kane? Vardy and Son? always scores on Arsenal. Period. Right. So guess who? Guess who? Leicester plays in the double match week. They play Arsenal. That's what and, I'm saying. Leicester and, plays. Leicester plays Arsenal and at Burnley. I know. So I would say not the greatest. I don't think that's po- the greatest double game. Right. Week. The not the greatest double game week. Of, no. uh, and but that's Spurs, the same thing. Spurs are home Burnley at Fulham. Right. Fulham is the bright green matchup. But let's be honest, is Spurs going to score three goals? We know this. They're not. Okay, so uh, are they going to score one or two? And, and if they score any goals, chances are Son and Kane will be involved. In a segment we like to call, the color-coded matchup system for FPL is wrong. <laughs> Again. It's always wrong. <laughs> it continues to be wrong. Sure. It gives you a false sense of 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 goodness or badness I'm for your you. matchup coming you. into every week. It I'll should agree. be adjusted almost on a weekly basis. <laughs> They're not going to do that that's, because that's how it just is. And right now you know Burnley is semi-Burnleying. Fulham is Burnleying. Fulham is more Burnley than Burnley is right that's now. That's true. Yeah. And Fulham is, 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 has the reason. They have, they have real desire and real reason. Spurs in ninth or whatever it is, too far away from fourth to for it to matter. Right. Really at this point. And and relegation doesn't matter. They're not getting they're, there. They're almost getting at the they're almost in beach levels. They, they yeah. And they so that prioritizing other competitions for them makes way more sense. This is Mourinho in his last year at this is this is Louis Van Gaal saying I won the FA Cup. I mean it is it, it is just it just has so many bad feelings. Like I, I remember them saying in this match at one point, uh, the match announcers saying, "Can't remember the last time I've seen a match where Hyung Min Sun was so anonymous. Mm. Sun disappeared in the match and maybe had one or two moments, which is all he ever needs. And that's why I feel like we've said this earlier in the season. All they need is a moment, and when the moments are are clicking, when it works, it's great. It's Sochek scoring one goal on one shot. You know what I mean? And it just isn't happening for either of them. If I had to pick, I would pick Kane over Son if you had to pick a guy. And that's only because Kane, like even in this match, he takes six shots. It's the most that anyone has taken in any match all for the for the for the game week. Kane is going to still be Harry Kane, I think, and he still is going to get 
the possibility of penalties. So I, I just don't see that there's any rush necessarily to go get them. Let's naturally transition into uh, Aston Villa and Leicester. It was Aston Villa 1, Leicester 2. We've been talking about these guys, Harvey Barnes and James Madison. Are you considering them going into the double game week, especially given the fact that James Madison appears to be less than 100%? Not Madison. Brendan Rodgers confirms that it is James Madison hip injury. Worst case would be it's the same hip injury he had that caused him to have surgery at the end of last season. If it's an aggravation or if it's anything associated with that, they can't. That they, they that's not an injury they can mess around with. So, if he play, uh, yeah, I think there is there is no way that you can spend a valuable transfer getting James Madison unless you hold and hold and hold and you see pictures of him in training at the end of the week. I mean, that'd be the only possible way. I don't think anybody's really waiting that long. Uh, Harvey Barnes. Yeah, I mean, I would love to have Harvey Barnes. That's it. <laughs> Barnes is on fire. Um, no, Full for, stop. Barnes stop. is on fire. You you can't go uh, Madison and Grealish. You can't like uh, Madison and Barnes. Yeah, I can understand Grealish. Even with a double week for Aston Villa, I, it's kind of the same thing with with James Madison. Like the the injury just seems like it's it's too much. Uh, the question for Grealish is a little bit more serious. It sounds like than it is for Madison. The possibility is it's looking more like we'll miss the Leeds match. Uh, uh, BBC uh, reporter saying that Grealish could miss up to a month, which to me, I, I mean, I don't know what that does to Villa to lose Jack Grealish. And I feel like there's no way you can lose Jack Grealish and it'd be good for you. Unless it brings everyone else up. I mean, no, unless, no, unless no, it no. elevates no, everybody. When, when Spurs lose Kane, when Palace loses Zaha, when when Liverpool lose, loses Van Dyke, like there's certain guys you can't lose. Grealish is that for Villa, period. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think what we really need to do is uh, join a league or find someone who's a part of a league with Leicester players, see what they do with James Madison oh, and yeah. their lineups, mm. and then act accordingly. I like what you're thinking there, yeah. Scott. Arsenal nil, Manchester United won. Let's talk about who wasn't Manchester here. Manchester City won. And that's what I totally meant. Thank you. Manchester City won. Let's talk about who wasn't in this match and who was and what this means. First of all, on the Arsenal side of the ball, Dave. Yep. Emil Smith Rowe. Yeah. Out of the lineup. He, he well, I, it wasn't because of performance. It was just I think he needed a little bit of match rest. It finally happened though. What? That he wasn't in there. Yeah. No, I know. He Does played... Odegaard's presence squeeze him out at all? No, it has pushed him to the left. I think Arteta's trying to figure it out. Smith Rowe's been great on the wing when when he's played it, so I, I don't think that that's a that's a stretch there. But we yeah. literally said last week, Emil Smith Rowe is not coming out of the Arsenal lineup, so it was worthy of us to bring up. And oh, well, sure. he hadn't come out, but that that well, that was something that had been said so much, and yet he continued to play and play and play, and so right. the fact I mean, that he wasn't there look, finally was he he one one point this last match. Look, and honestly, maybe we've given him too much credit. He had had five the week before. Before that, it was two, 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 three, two. Then there was a six against Newcastle in match week nineteen. But everything with him is just price. It's That's the it. price. He right. falls into the category of he's going to get you some points. He's cheap, and he has the potential to score and or assist. Now he's been he's been a, a better real life player than fantasy player technically. Okay, right. you could have done the same thing with Jorginho. 
who, yeah. who also does not play, you know, doesn't play uh, this week, I think, is he came in off the bench. Yeah. Now, with City, we know what City are as a club, and we've talked about all of their players already on this podcast throughout the last you know, 19 matches or whatever it's been that they've won. The story here that is unique and I think is only needing to be discussed at this point is KDB gets a full return here. Yep. What does that mean for both him and the guy who's been the guy in his absence, Ilkay Gundogan? So I don't think – I was concerned about this. I'm not sure it's going to matter. Gundogan still had chances this match. He had as many chances as he normally does. He just didn't happen to put him in. De Bruyne seemed to be eh, – He's fine. He's fine. Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy stat-wise, but the fact that he came off – at 62 minutes just because of minute management. Is, right. Is, now, you, if you had him, you're glad he came off at 62. I also, and not, Scott, and not 59. Scott, sure. I, I want to throw this in because I don't know how much this weighs into it. Pep, after the match, was extremely complimentary of Arteta. And he said, they asked, the interviewer asked Pep after the match, he said, uh, was Arsenal held this to one nothing, and they were in most of this match. They were very close to tying it up. Did, was this because Arteta knew you? And Pep said, no, no, no. It has Mikel and I are friends, yes. He goes, this has to do with Mikel knowing football. He goes, I learned something tactically today. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I learned something today. He goes, Mikel is that good with football. He goes, this has nothing to do with him knowing me. has him knowing football. So I, I don't know, like, it, I don't know if we can judge this match. I, number one, I don't. Fully believe him. I think it does. <laughs> yeah. Mikel does know you, right, right? Right, right. He might know football, but he does know you, and he knows your players. Uh, Fernandinho had the game of the season, probably for for Fernandinho. He 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 crushed everything in the middle of the pitch, and kudos to him. And that will go unsaid and won't show up on fantasy sheets. But I think this game. I don't know if you can rule this KDB's first game back from injury. It was against his former assistant manager, and I don't know if you can take much from this match. It's a game that we, uh, it's something that came up stat wise. I mean, I know that that's something I I had pulled. It's easy to find. I mean, anyone can see it if you have eyes and you know how to search things. <laughs> okay. This is a Raheem Sterling, Kevin Kevin De Bruyne, sure match. I mean, they dominate in Arsenal. Sterling gets the goal here. Obviously, a headed goal should have been worth one and a half points. By the way. But, uh, it no, shouldn't but, have scored at all, actually. Right, that's what I'm saying. The fact holding, that he, the, holding the, the fact that, that that Sterling scored a header, five foot seven Sterling scored right. a header, should should never happen. So that's why I'm saying it should be worth more. So it's, there's no it's no, no argument. Um, so I'm just saying like this is a match where you're just you're glad that he came in. You're glad that he's if you're a City fan, if you're an FPL for the rest of the season. KDB being there is better than him not being there. And no doubt. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like at some point. The first time he gets 90 minutes, if that's this coming week, then, yeah, I mean, I feel like you, you got to – I don't know how you don't think about him. He's the, he's a top three-level player in FPL. Scott, I, look, I don't think many people are owning many uh, Arsenal people. Look, sure, own Saka, continue to do that. Uh, I, that's probably one of the only places. If you need to make up some money, Smith Rowe won't be sitting much. So if he rested this week. Don't expect that. Like you know, I, again, if you're owning him, he's a four point three, so you're not expecting much from him, anyways. He's just an enabler. 
look, Arsenal will be okay. They're fine. They're they're playing the best team in the league, maybe the world right now. Yeah, and no they won, and they lost one nothing. So and, and they they were they were one little bit of luck away from 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 tying it up. So hey, I like the way they're playing. It look it sucks to see them lose. If they're gonna lose to anyone, lose to City. It's not that bad of a loss. No. They uh, the same thing for Manchester City that is happening for any other uh, very good team congestion of, of fixtures here coming up for them their Champions League uh, you know the round of sixteen but for them is coming up but I feel like that doesn't I, matter it doesn't seem to ma- affect squ- them no, as they, much they have two full squads uh, and they have great health. They do have health. They well, do that's have what I'm great saying. Health. So, and that's where the guys, that, the the same guys, like you know, Pep has already, you know, he's he's talked about, it, you know, at at length that how Raheem Sterling is unbelievable recovery ability. So he, I I feel like he's that any anyone can rotate out at any point. Nobody is, you know, Pep Roulette doesn't exist for no reason. But like, look, if you're Zinchenko, if you went to Zinchenko. Over we, over we, Cancelo or Stones or we, anyone else. We talked about I, man, this I, multiple times. I love that ago. move. I love Zinchenko as a defensive owner, just cause, like to to have him on your team because no one really does. He's just so not owned. He's definitely point, compared to so, Cancelo and Brian, Diaz Brian, and Stones. He's not owned. When right. you say so not owned, he's point six owned. That's not that's, that, that, that should not that should not that's be none owned. Right. That that I didn't understand why during the entire run of West Ham clean sheets why nobody went to Craig Dawson. Nobody owns Craig Dawson. He's the one guy that can score a goal in any game. I feel like he's the guy you could have from West Ham defense. It seems like for Zinchenko, he just keeps starting and starting and nobody keeps picking him. Craig Dawson owned 1%. Right. That's that's crazy low compared to some of these other people that it, are owned. Craig Dawson, ton. and this is not even a West Ham segment, the last six matches, nine seven two six six two. I'm just wondering if more people own uh, Chalar Soyuncu <laughs> than Craig oh. Dawson or, or Zinchenko. Guaranteed. Manchester City have... A double week this week and a double week in 2017. They're one of the only two to have a double week. So you right. choose on 2.9%. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Amazing. That's the new baseline of dead teams is yeah, anyone who seriously. owns So I don't know that there's much else to say. I'm just, a, I'm a happy Raheem Sterling owner. I have Sterling, Goodwin, and, and Stones. I, I'm not sure what, other than picking Jesus, I don't know that there's a wrong Manchester City player to pick. And even Jesus is going to get his at some point. Like they all are going to get it. And so if you went to Foden this week, I don't know why that. I don't think that's bad. Yeah. Even Bernardo Silva at this point. Like I don't. I. I. I just don't know who's wrong here. Mares gets the assist on the Sterling goal. He's. They're all useful just because they're so good. I know. I own Cancelo, Stones, and Gundogan. I can't seem to change it. I. I see Sterling out there. I'm like, oh. I know. Man, like, and then that's what I'm saying. But then, it, like, I'm looking at this double match week, and I'm like, home to West Ham, home Wolves. Yeah, like, those look like two clean sheets to me. Yep, they all look like clean sheets. Whatever, <laughs> no matter who City's playing, they all look like clean yeah, sheets. No question. Oh. At this point, Bayern Munich looks like a clean sheet. Wow, no kidding. United three, Newcastle one. The Bruno and Rashford show prevails. Freaking Bru- stupid. Newcastle, dumb Bruno. idiot, gold. Bruno. Already Same relegated Newcastle. Bruno it's time to bring it back. They're close. Scott, <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you <laughs> wow! I, mean, I don't hate the call. They 
they suck. I can't argue that call. And everyone, like, I, I want to. Don't you love that every, like, match announcers in this game and also today, uh, today for, um, who did Brighton play? Palace. Crystal Palace and every, like anyone talking about the last match of the season is Newcastle Fulham. I know. Wow. And everyone looking ahead that far to be like, could it matter? It oh. might matter because Newcastle I, just keeps sucking. Scott, I hate that you're right, but I mean, they, Newcastle has fallen off the proverbial cliff. Callum Wilson's not expected back till April 10th. They need Callum Wilson back. There's wow. no question about wow, it. Wow, wow. I mean, they, you're not expecting them to get a result at, at no. Old Trafford. Although St. Mexican man, you know, gave gave hey, hope for a few minutes. A minute, I'll tell you yeah. what was interesting. It's both Joe Willick, who gave up the penalty, mm-hmm. and Maitland Niles, both Arsenal players on loan, both screwed up this week. Maitland Niles should have scored for West Brom. Willick giving up a penalty for Newcastle. Willick with the, the toe touch. Yeah. Weird, on, uh, weird ex-Arsenal player stuff going on. Yeah. Interesting. There's not really anything else here. You're, Pogba's I, out, so Bruno is starring again. That's that's the story. Bruno's and, been starring all season since since he was signed. No one has scored more fantasy points, and it's not close than Bruno Fernandez since he was signed. You want to move out Salah, and you want to do something fun and crazy? Sell Salah to go to Marcus Rashford, and have you have a midfield double up of Marcus Rashford and Bruno Fernandez. It's not horrible. It's not horrible, and and. Rashford is is continuing to be fine. I would rather own Barnes than Rashford. I think. Okay. I just I'm just saying. Right, like, no, no. Like that. That's a serious. If money doesn't matter, who would you rather own? Rashford. It probably. I don't know. I I could check his price. They're I'm not close. Going to. He's he's nine ish. No. No. They're, Har- no. No. I'm Harvey's saying yeah, you're six, right. Right. Six eight for Harvey. Rashford's Barnes, probably right. in the weird. No, he's in the nines. Yeah, he's probably like nine one or something. It would be my guess. So. No, seriously, who, who would you pick? This double week, I'd probably take Rashford. Nine six is Rashford. I had to check. Just that at Chelsea, I don't. I'm. I mean, like we keep saying, I mean Chelsea is Chelsea's weird. Chelsea's been. I feel like they're tight-ish. <laughs> so it, that so Chelsea United they, has one one written all over. They have the, it's not going to be nil nil, which was what the last one was. Which there were plenty of goals in that one too. And Rashford was the guy who should have scored one of them. So I just feel like it's nil nil is not going to happen again. But then they play at Crystal Palace, and I, I just feel like there's more opportunity for Manchester United as Assu- opposed assuming, to Harv at home Arsenal at Burnley for Harv. It's it's close. Okay. The match the matchups don't sway it one way or the other. So so think. you're even Steven with them. Is that what well, you're saying? I just think that it I feel like I feel like Harv is hotter. The difference is that Manchester United isn't isn't losing anyone. Pogba being out hasn't affected these guys necessarily. Madison being Madison out, being out has way more of an impact okay. on what Leicester can do. So I mean it's like they're both great okay. they're both great choices and I you know I just I see exactly what you're saying. That's not crazy getting rid of Salah right. for Chelsea for right. Rashford. Brighton 1, Palace 2. Shock of the weekend, Brian? I think it was. I thought West Ham beating Spurs might have been, but you say this get matched. I think it's way more surprising that this particular Crystal Palace team scores twice. And by Mateta and Benteke? You lose to Mateta and Benteke? Who? Who? Right. Mateta? Amazing goals. Mikel Arteta Marteta? Look, I said this on the Slack channel. They, I'm watching it, and I'm like, who is that? And they said, Mateta. And I'm like, 
Did they just sell, say Arteta? I literally had no idea who this guy was. I had to do my own, Scott. Not Look, following the January transfer window. I, I had – he was signed January 21st. And at the end of the window, this is his, what, I don't know, second match played for for them. He, he subbed in, in, such, in another match. This is like, such England bias. I can't believe it. Mateta was – <laughs> that goal was sick. He comes in. He starts a match. And it has one of the sickest goals all season. It was awesome. Unbelievable. 6-4. He's got pedigree from his father, who, who was a professional footballer, but had a career-ending injury at 24. Look, this dude has the size, has the pace. Obviously, to me, it looked like he had the footwork on that goal today. He might be a he might be an impact player for them. Benteke had the footwork today. I don't know what magic they tapped into <laughs> to get the goals that they got. To I get, just to I, get Benteke's goal. They had two shots on target. Robert Sanchez didn't have to didn't make a save today. I, I just I don't know what I don't know what that is. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now what happened today. It was the David Smith jinx. I looked at I looked at Mendy playing against Southampton. And I looked at Sanchez playing against Crystal Palace, a Zaha-less Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, Zaha-less Crystal Palace, no way they score on Brighton. The 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 defensive wall not, of Brighton. Not this Brighton. Not this Brighton Hove, Albion. Not not Roberto Sanchez. <laughs> Robert Sanchez. His name is not Roberto. It's his, no, it's not at all. It, Mr. Clean Sheet Sanchez is what I should call him. Owned 2.9%, which is stupid. And sure enough, he gives up a goal. He gives up two goals. It's on me. When he gave up it, a it's goal. It's on me. When he gave up a goal, it was, our, I think, already, you, I think the number of, like we said last week, the number of options you had, I, I, you could have easily played any of them, and that's and it's the kind of matchup you want. The fact that they gave up one already is is it feels terrible. So the fact that they gave up another one to end the game to lose is just it's crazy. There's Christian Benteke, this he hadn't had a strike like that in four years. It was perfect. I mean, we're talking about a Brighton club that that beat you know two heavyweights yeah. a, a few weeks ago, and then last week they shoot twenty six shots and don't get the win. And now this has happened to them this week. You know, Graham Potter, when that second goal went in, did you see how he sat down in his chair? So disheveled. Oh, we the- are all Graham Potter right now. <laughs> There's no question about I'm it. Saying, I feel like this is the this is easily the weirdest result of the weekend. And yeah, yet, you're probably right. And yet, Roy Hodgson just spoke so much truth post match, providing oh, yeah? the manager quote of the week. Oh, I'm nice. sneaking it in here at the end of the pod. Here's what he said, Brian. <laughs> You'll love this. I love Grandpa I can't Roy. Wait, I love him. We get so hung up on statistics these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The That's game bad. is decided by goals. Yeah. Goals are a question of how well you take your chances and defend theirs. <laughs> He's not wrong. Goals defend. <laughs> goals decide games, Brian. Imagine yes. that wisdom. He's that, not wrong. Jurgen Klopp yeah. said amen in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely true. No one, no ah, one can argue with that. Amazing. All right, we made it through this. Uh, we do not yet know as we sit here how Leeds Southampton will end up. Hopefully Captain Bamford comes through. Uh, can I get an amen in the background? Amen to that, brother. Uh, but then we'll have a f- 
what? Uh, let's see. What's 10 plus 7? A 17 game. Game week 26. After oh, that. So this look, is- a lot, look let's, let's dive into this really quickly. I don't have much advice here. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm still literally grinding through it. I yeah. don't know what transfers I'm going to make. I, my gut says this. I am not bench boosting. It doesn't make sense. If I would have wild carded last week, I get the people. Uh, at Billy D, League Billy has done this. He wild carded last week for the bench boost to set up his bench boost. Which, which you would have to say week. is you, there was information out there for it, but it's still speculative to have done that. He did it. He committed to it. Right. Uh, at Ben Krellen. Twitter, check him out at the Bens at Ben Dinnery at Ben Krellen. Ben Krellen is the ske- late season schedule master. He had this on eighty-five to ninety-five percent chance that it was going to happen. He was dead on, ended up being a hundred percent chance. Once the once the schedule the schedule just recently, like three days ago, got finally set to lock in the double match week for a lot of teams. But he was right on all accounts. All that being said, I am not in a position to bench boost. I'm going to save it for a little bit later in the season. But I am considering a triple captain on Gundawan, home to West Ham, home to Wolves. I am considering that, and I, I, I don't know if I'm going to go with it, but I'm considering it. Scott, I feel like, why not? Yeah, that no, makes perfect sense. And, and I, don't know my, I don't know my transfers yet. Honestly, I'll probably take a negative four. I have one free transfer. I'll probably take a negative four. I don't know where I'm going yet. Scott, I'll, I'll try to – when I do that, I'll try to let you know, and you can put that on so, on the socials. Very good. There Just are... so everyone can avoid it. Yeah. But I'll also, I'm considering captaining – right now my captain is on Gundogan, considering triple captaining him. Very good. There wow. are six clubs that are only playing one match. Arsenal, Brighton, Leeds, Newcastle, Southampton, and West Ham. What's interesting is that in game week 29, which is not that far away, 29 – there are only four matches scheduled, and five of the eight clubs playing have one match in this game week. So if you're going all in on the double game week, you either have to free hit or wild card to, to get max benefit from game week 29. I have a wild card. I do not have a free hit. So I'm, I thought you had used all your chips. I've used all of them but my wild card. Oh, good. Okay, good for you. And so I, you know, I... I, I you know, don't necessarily think that a lot of clubs have two great matchups. You mentioned City, and I think we've talked about we talked about Everton, Leicester, and we've talked about well, it's okay. It's Spurs, right? Spurs. A lot of people are captaining Kane because of the Burnley and Fulham matchups. On one hand, those look okay, but on the other, we've talked about how those might not be that great. You've got old Burnley and new Burnley there for Spurs to play against. So I don't know. I, again, I mean. I don't think you go away from a double game week if you have it in your lineup, but at the same time, I don't know that – I have this thing that I say sometimes at work, like if someone's trying to like make everything into a big deal, I always say that if everything is important, then nothing is important. Oh. If, if everyone has a double game week, then the meaning of the double game week is minimized. You know what I mean? To, to a certain degree. And so I don't know that this is going to be that big of a deal again just because yeah. there's so many. Now, you want to talk about a double game week that matters? Let's look at 27 when it's only City. That has a double game week. That one might matter, but for twenty six, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I might wild card, but not because I'm going for the double game week. I'm going to wild card because my squad feels a little stale and I have had a little bit of a rough week. I don't know. As I sit here, I have no idea. But Sun and Kane still look still look good to me. 
And beyond that, I just honestly have no idea. I, um, with my wild card a couple weeks ago, uh, I still, coming into this week, without making any moves, had 11 double-week players. So that was a nice thing to be able to do that. And I banked my transfer, like I said, uh, not taking the minus four. Um, <laughs> not only saved my transfer last week, I was able right. to bank the transfer with two coming into That's here. That's right. So I want, I've already made one of my moves, which was uh, to uh, Mikhail Antonio out, Ollie Watkins in, and that was mostly a money move. I didn't want to lose a tenth on Antonio, and I didn't want Watkins to go up. So that was, to me, an easy one. Um, again, Aston Villa's... I think Aston Villa, if Jack Grealish was fit, Villa would be the clear-cut number one choice of go-to-their players. Grealish being out, at least for Leeds, I don't know. I, I, it, it's hard. Because they play at Leeds at Sheffield. There isn't anyone with a better double week than that. If Grealish was there, captaining Ollie Watkins, captaining Grealish, captaining Matt Target or Martinez at that point isn't is crazy. Isn't crazy. I agree. So that's what I'm saying. Like them not having Grealish, if Grealish's injury turns out to be significant, where we get word, you know, over the weekend or by next week, like no, uh, Grealish is out until April. That's not good at all. And I think just because of how many people own Emiliano Martinez. I, mean, I feel like that changes a little bit. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they pack it in a little bit more. Maybe they're not. I mean, maybe they're just not as attacking. So that's I, as soon as, of course, as soon as uh, you know, as soon as that happens, I immediately regretted jumping on Ollie Watkins as fast as I possibly could. <laughs> I still have a, I still have a transfer. I have Cavani in my team. Uh, you know, I don't love it, but that's an easy one to go to Calvert Lewin or Richarlison. I could go to either guy. I love going to Richarlison. Right. I could go to either Calvert of those Lewin. guys, and then that could be my For transfer. Sure. And then I have a full team of of double week people with fine uh, fine enough matchups. And Scott, I, I can't do it. I don't think unless I get yeah. rid of Salah. And maybe and maybe I do. Maybe I just chuck it up and say I'm going to get rid of Salah for like one week, one match week, match week twenty six, and go from Salah and Antonio to Harv and and DCL or Richarlison. Maybe I do that. I don't know. That might be a move I do. I'm going to take a negative four. That's the only way I can do it. I would love to get Harvey Barnes, who is seems to be freaking red hot. And then, look, I don't think Everton. Everton has such a sweet matchup for the double match week. Yeah. In the FPL America Podcast League, as promised, I uh, mentioned Harry Potter Kane, Barrett. He had the highest score after all the matches from Game Week 24 were finished. Uh, he's used that to make his way up to fourth. The top three familiar names at this point. Bo still number one. He wants to be Leeds. Second place is Team Touchdown. Jason is is there and uh, is getting closer and closer to Bo and spot number one. And then third place, Daniel Darmok at Vinegra. Uh, he is uh, holding things down. Actually just moved up into third uh, so a lot of lot of movement, you know, in spots three through seven, uh, but uh, Bo's holding on to the number one spot. As as we did last week, I will post a video on social media letting everyone know who the top scorer was in the NFL America Podcast League. Giving a shout out there, uh, it's getting competitive and it's a lot of fun. I love it. Hey, look, this next week is going to be ridiculous. Wicked high scores. People are using chips. 
this week is going to be, this might be one of the higher scoring weeks of the season. I'm pumped for it. I'm probably, like I said, probably going to use a triple captain. I feel like an incoming Gunduan triple captain might happen. I've never hit on a triple captain. So chances are I'm throwing it out there so that if you're thinking about doing it, you might not because I've never hit on one. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith.